I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And in the studio, as usual, to preview the upcoming game, which could be the last, could be on the run. It's Mr. Ryan Peacock NFL. What's going on, buddy? I can't believe. I can't believe you've even hinted at that. Of course, it's not the last game. Uh, I'm going to convince everybody why we are going to win this game. And we are going to continue on our great run to Houston. To Houston. Do you know what? It has all the hallmark. And now I said, I'm really reluctant to say this because I said it last year and I went tits up. However, this does have the ring of a really good America's Game episode to it. You know, it's kind of like, um, says run the table. I don't know. Are, are you getting pissed off at the whole run the table thing yet? The relaxed thing really right. started to grade on me at the end. The run the table thing is kind of starting to get to me. No, it's not. No. The best thing about the run the table is that every single week again, he proves him right. Every week we win, proves that he was right. And so, no, not at all. I think... I think like Can I anything, jump in? Can I jump in right there? And I, if people are going to sense a real negative... I'm not being negative. I'm just... Maybe I'm being cantankerous. I'm a, I'm a contrarian, maybe. But did he not say something before the Washington game, something really similar to that? That, oh, I think it's all coming together now, we'll be grand. And then we got waxed by Washington. Then he said, we're going to run the table. And then we did. That's all I'm saying. I don't remember that. And I think, look, let's face it, let's tell the listeners here. Steven has had a very, very long work day. He tells me 14 odd hours straight mm. working for the man night and day. I think that's a song. Um, but <laughs> Should be. I think it is a lyric from song. Um, but I think essentially what we're going to see through this podcast is a lot of Steve being a bit cranky. And so, <laughs> look, at the end know. of the day, who cares what he said when? We are on a win streak and we are going to Dallas. We are going to win this game of football and we are going to march on to face, I think, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, calling it. Calling the Hawks, the, the shite Hawks over the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, they kind of have a way of doing it though. The old shite hawks, don't they? I mean, you know, against us, against other teams, we're like really. But all hallmarks. Do you know what? That that's not going to be a shootout. That's going to be a really weird game of Russell Wilson tearing up one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and then it's up to Matty Ice to see can he can he top it off. It'll be interesting to see who we could potentially face. But you, how percentage wise? Now put your analyst hat on, okay? Percentage wise, how? sure are you that we're gonna wax the Dallas Cowboys um I'm 100% sure mate so this is uh I, I don't know no come on let's be realistic I'm 99.5% sure that we're gonna win okay um, what's that point there's a number 5%? of reasons what's the give the point, give, the, give point, the, listeners the, the point five percent is that they have the best record in the NFC they've got a fantastic new young quarterback one of the best defensive lines in the game but a fantastic running back and the defense isn't too shabby either adding to that the fact this week they have Morris Claiborne coming back which is a huge addition for Dallas it's going to make things tougher but the problem is and the thing that everyone keeps forgetting and it's fine calling us underdogs because we don't need to remind ourselves Basically, since it all started going wrong, we've been underdogs to even make, make, you know, win our division. And then we were underdogs to even get a wild card spot and so on. And, so on. and then we were, you know, underdog, underdog, underdog all the time. And people even doubted us, even though despite 
the win streak, there were still those saying that the Giants would come to Lambeau and win. Mm. We've been underdogs all season. We have proved people wrong all season. So, okay, I, I, I went down to 99.5. I'm back to 100%. We're going to win this game. And I feel it comes down to this. This is Dak Prescott's first taste of the playoffs. Now, I'm not dumb in saying that. Okay, it is different to regular season football. There's a different pressure. There's a certainly now as well a huge expectation on his shoulders. And I know that Zeke's good, and I know D's all right, and the, the O line's fantastic. But it's on the quarterback, and he's got a lot on him. And I think if we could try and ruffle him early, we've got those ballers on defense that are going to keep making those in, uh, interceptions and plays and the rest of it. Get into him early, and I think we could possibly. That's where we win this game. Um, so I think Dak's first playoff is one thing. I think our run D has proven enough again in the last few weeks that this time around we're going to do a better job on Zeke. Obviously, when the UK Packers were there this year and yourself there, we obviously didn't do so well against Dallas, but I think our run D will, set, will, will do well against there. And in the last few weeks, our time of possession, low amount of penalties, and uh, plus differential on the turnover has been the key. If we carry that up, those are the three reasons we win this football game. Yeah, agree with you. I don't think, and I'm not convinced, that a bye week is a good thing. I think, honestly, if your team is, uh, you know, trucking towards a bye week, um, I think you should probably throw in the second stringers, lose a few games, and then go in and, you know, get that wildcard spot. Because we've sort of seen, haven't we, that it hasn't really benefited teams. And as well as that, okay for Grizzly veterans. For instance, Julius Peppers, who'd have been resting a lot because he's been taking more snaps, is basically on bye weeks because they've been giving him so much time off practice because he needs to sort of rest his bones and he's been pretty dynamic when he's played. But I have to agree, and I think it's a dangerous concoction to have a bye week. And then even the last game of the season, they didn't play half their starters. There was that whole uh, storyline of Tony Romo and Mark Sanchez and all the rest. So you've got a rookie quarterback who hasn't played for the bones of two weeks. Now, I don't know about you. I went to Spain and I go to Spain every summer. I come back after two weeks on the beach. I don't remember the password to my computer when I get home and I completely forget <laughs> how to do my job, right? Now, I'm not saying that playing in the NFL is is going to, you know, you're not going to forget your password, but I think Dak might forget his password here. I think that he's going to come back. He's going to have the nerves. He's going to have to kick off a slight bit of rust. Um, and that's going to be dangerous for him the only thing that they have not the only thing but I mean one of the main things they have going for them and you mentioned it is that sort of dynamic O-line you know Zeke is patient he's sharp they showed sort of this and I think I might have said this like weeks and weeks ago when we were coming up to face them they showed analysis at a, at that time on NFL Network to see what we'd have to put up with and Zeke can make himself really really small at the point of contact so when he comes into contact with the line he basically becomes a sheet of paper. You know, it's hard to catch this guy. He'll slip on through. Uh, I think he is legit. And it's a shame that his name has gotten muddled up with Dak. It's kind of the same as Messi and Ronaldo being around at the same time. They're, someone's always going to have an argument for who's better. And I just think that's a shame that Dak came along with Zeke. But I don't think Dak... I'm not going to say that he hasn't been tested. Of course he has. But I just think... I think the playoffs might be the tonic for the Packers here to really knock him out of his game the O-line could be jittery as the nerves could get to Zeke because Aaron Rodgers came out didn't he in the press conference I think it was today or yesterday or it was at his locker and they asked him I mean you know what, what do you think Dak will be facing now is there much of a difference when you go into your first playoff game versus now 
And of course, the PC answer would be, no, you're always nervous. But Aaron Rodgers said, yeah, of course. I mean, if you're a rookie, you, you know, you don't really know how to take that pressure. Uh, you know, you sort of, I don't know if he said this, but I got the impression, you know, you sort of feel sick going into it. It's a lot of distraction. And the, the expectations down in Dallas are big and they're playing at home under giant Jumbotron. And people are sort of seeing this guy as unstoppable. So, do you know what, Ryan? I think, I think you're right. I'm going to go 100% with you, buddy. I think we're going to get this game and it's going to be one for the ages. I think, though, that's the thing. At this point, why would we doubt anything? Mm. Do you mean at one point this season, again, I go back, there were people calling for trade Rodgers, sack everybody on the coaching staff, blah, blah, blah. Then we go and win all these games. Why at this point think anything but a win is going to happen? So that's it for me. Um, I actually wrote down here as well, fully agree with you on my notes. I've got to keep the streak. And by that, I meant keep playing football, keep doing the things and keep doing it regularly. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Like you say, Dak's been out a little longer than the rest of the team. The whole team's been off a week. There can be distractions getting there. There can be maybe even overthinking it if you've got the chance to look mm. up, look at an opposition for too long. So, yeah, I, I think we're in a good position. Like we said before as well, the season where we only lost the one game um, and we got the bye week and it didn't really work for us. So, yeah, I think in this case, it's it's a good thing. Now, there'll be those out there saying, yeah, but if we hadn't had the bye week, Jordy Nelson wouldn't have got injured. And I think it's worth mentioning the injury list. Well, not so much the injury list, but the the practice list at the minute, the most recent one out was, um, did not practice, was Janice. And see if you can notice a connection here, Steve. Janice, Julius Peppers, Jordy Nelson, James Starks, JC Tretter. Okay, so basically if your name begins with a J, you obviously don't have to practice this week. <laughs> so. I'm sure the equipment man, Jimmy John James, Joe Jim Bob, I'd say he's out now as well, let's say, with a mild ankle sprain. Uh, I, 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 would, I would imagine so, yeah. And, um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the nice. only other name on there was a limited practice was Quentin Rollins, which is good. Apparently he could be back or should be back this week, so that's good. As we know, Julius Peppers sits out because just like me, he needs a bit of extra rest. Um, <laughs> hey, how's that James injury, by the way? Can we get an injury update on you? Well, against really, I don't really know why, but I normally play soccer Mm. on Wednesday nights and I shouldn't have played and I went and played and it took all of about five minutes to realise I shouldn't have been playing, but because I'm an absolute lad, I went and scored (laughs) two goals anyway. (laughs) With your arse? I mean, how did you put them in? Because what what did you do? Have you sprained MCL or did you just diagnose yourself? Is it like man flu is what I'm saying? Have you got a common cold and you're just diagnosing it worse than it is? Come on, be honest. Basically, basically at at, at some point in my life, I've twice ruptured my cruciate ligaments. So now every time I have a little knee knock, I just go, I've probably done it again. And that's what I'll tell everyone. (laughs) Fair enough. So, yeah, but it was all right. It was all right. So that's where we were with that. So obviously James Starks is going to be out. Julius is just resting. He'll be there. Jordy, I really, I can't see this guy playing. Can you? No, he's not. No, there's no way he's playing. And everyone has the same opinion that I said on the last pod. They're doing it to try keep them, you know, sharp, the Cowboys, just to say he might be playing, but he won't be playing. And as well as that, I was listening to uh, a radio show over here in Ireland and it was about soccer, you know, and it was it was just talking about when you pick up an injury and then, or actually it was about rugby, I think, one or the other. And they were saying that, you know, if you pick up a, an injury, they're all the same. Uh, if you pick up an injury that and you tell the coach is no, you're fine, you know, that's not really deemed to be a good thing to do because you get out there and five minutes into it, you realise you're not at your highest potential. And remember... And you're taking the place of somebody else. But remember, uh, Devontae Adams, 
you know, he had a case of the dropsies last year and people were saying, geez, what's wrong with him? And it came out that he had an injury. So sometimes these injuries, they seem trivial enough and you might go ribs. Yeah, it might be sore, but you can get enough pain jabs to uh, make that go away. Not wise to play on it. People definitely will pick on you. I know Bounty Gate's long gone, but at the same time, people will target you and hit you hard if they think they can get you out of the game. And, you know, he's not going to be himself. He's not going to be able to reach up and catch stuff and injuries you know, make a big difference. Because apparently as well, Ryan, did you hear Randall Cobb wasn't fully fit? They were saying that he still wasn't, uh, he wasn't too healthy. So this thing as well about having a bye week and getting off and getting healthy and coming back, sometimes doesn't work because there's Randall uh, nursing an injury and he comes back and has one of the best playoff games in Packer history. Yeah, I mean, if that if that's the truth, and, and certainly he was on, uh, I think, the injury report on one of the days uh, as it's limited or something like that. Mm. But... Um, yeah, I mean, if he's not 100% he plays like that, then the Dallas Cowboys best hope that he's not 100% again this week. The one that does concern me, bear in mind that I really can't see Geordie playing, is that Janice has obviously got this quad injury. Now, hmm. I think he's gone from did not practice to limited to uh, on today's practice. But he's going to be somebody we need in the game. Um, obviously, it means Devontae Adams going to have to step up. Randall's going to have to have another game. Sorry, not step up. That's really harsh. Devontae Adams is going to have to step up into that number one receiver is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Randall Cobb's going to have to have a game. Geronimo Allison can, he absolutely is ready to fill in. Um, and and I think he could have, he could be our guy that in this, in this postseason that has that big breakout performance and becomes a superstar. Um, and let's hope he does. But then we're going to need Janice there because we're going to need the extra guy. You know, bearing in mind that Ty Montgomery's over at running back. Mm. Um, so they're the ones that I'm concerned about. Geordie would be an absolute miracle. It'd be fantastic if he can play. But then at the same time, the gamble's there, isn't it? Because like you said, this, there is the potential for this game to be the last game. Mm. So if you, if you, you, you kind of think, do you throw him in and play him because you've got to go all out for the win? Or if you throw him in and he gets further hurt, do you do something more lasting damage or if you then win this game and he's completely ruined for the whole of the rest of the playoff run, was it worth it? Um, you know, if, if we could perform like we performed last week when Geordie wasn't on the field, it, you didn't, it's going to sound harsh, but you didn't notice he wasn't on the field yeah. in terms of the production of the offense. Okay. Now, obviously we all know, noted that 87 wasn't running around, but, I mean, in terms of the production of the offense and the effectiveness of our offense, you didn't notice he was missing. Now, that's obviously a big tip of the hat to everybody else on, on that team. If we can perform like that again this week without his help and he gets ready and he can somehow make it back for the next one, then I think that's what we should be aiming at. Yeah, I reckon Sidham. Look, it's no coincidence at all that the Packers' peak of performance has come along and coincided with the fact that Jared Cook is back. You cannot underestimate this guy. And you can look at his stats, and I'm a big stat man myself, not to a point of, like, boredom, but to a point of, like, that it highlights something. But Jared Cook, you know, gets so much attention because he's so dangerous. He still has that quickness. He has more desire than ever. Apparently, when they were handing out the NFC North hats... You know, they made a big deal of Jared Cook and Mike McCarthy got up and said, look, lads, if you want to see what this means to somebody, especially the young lads who don't know anything else but winning and getting to the playoffs, look at Jared Cook. He's been in the league eight years, has never got there. And this means more to him than anybody else in this room. And Jared Cook came out and said that himself. So you have a guy here who's super hungry and super dangerous. And people are going and giving him the attention that he deserves because 
like we even seen it against the Giants when and again saying it on the last podcast Aaron Rodgers looked like he was thrown into double coverage put the ball on a postage stamp mailed it to Jared Cook and he came down when it got us out of trouble when we're nearly backed up into our own end zone so this is a guy that can't be underestimated and as long as he's on the field he gives the other receivers a chance it's the exact same as when you have a dynamic defensive player like JJ Watt Um, you know usually the whole line starts to benefit because you have to put so many resources into him someone wriggles free and I think that's the key to the game as long as we have Jared Cook and Richard Rodgers as well has stepped up and had some clutch catches in, in certain occasions they haven't utilised him too much I I reckon watch out for the two tight end sets um, and I think Jared Cook will play an awful lot of snaps in this game um, and that's just how I think it's going to go that you know we don't need to put Nelson out there and put him in harm's way because Devontae Adams has shown he can step up Randall Cobb had a dynamite game and Jordy's had most of his success bear in mind in the slot so we have Randall Cobb back throw him in the slot and business as usual on top of that it's a bit of a weird game isn't it Ryan because you know that the time clock is going to be eaten to bits by Ezekiel Elliott and their run intensive offense of the Cowboys so this is going to be like you keep highlighting on all the podcasts and rightly so is that this is a time of possession game usually if you win that battle uh, you know it's a big factor not the only factor but because we've seen the Packers come away especially with the win against the Vikings where they had less time of possession I think they even had less first downs um, you know they had more penalties the whole lot and it just it sort of skewed that they ended up winning that game and that comes down to big playability whereas this game's going to come down to the fact that the offense are going to get on and tire out our defense and as good as our run stuffing is going to be at the start it's really going to wear down do you have faith in the fact that we're going to use something similar in our regard that we're going to put Kristen Michael out there and also uh, Montgomery do you reckon we can be successful against this defense with any type of running game to eat that clock or is it just coming down to big plays all or nothing in this game I think you'll see us use the running backs towards the end of the game as long as we're ahead but I think, why would you change what you're being doing now? We're going to throw, 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 and it's just going to be that way. If we get a few scores up, then yes, we've got enough of a run game to then try to eat some of that clock. The one that I think for Dallas, essentially their best defense is simply keeping the Packers offense off the field because we've seen what, everybody's seen what the Packers can do when they get into that hurry up offense, that mm. no huddle offense, the, the, you know, how many seconds did he have on the clock the other night when we started that drive and ended up with a Hail Mary score? Yeah. You know, this Packers offense can be lightning quick. So I think that's what you're going to see is you're going to see hopefully us come out, be strong early, score early, and then just not stop scoring until we get to that point, a couple of scores ahead, and then you start to see more and more of the run game. Um, but you're absolutely right. Dallas can kill a game off because they can effectively run the ball is the run defense for us has got to show up. It's got to be big. We've got to see big Mike um, and Dayton Jones and Lowry or whoever else gets in there. We've got to see them guys turn up and make a real mess of that offensive line and really test it. And, and to be fair, not many people have been able to do it this year, but we're going to have to, we're going to have to show up and we're going to have to be the ones that do it because that will be key to this game and to getting this victory. Yeah, and add to that as well that the Dallas defense is actually number one against the run. So, you know, if you are going to get any type of run game going, it doesn't seem likely. But the Packers have done that before where they've come up against a number one run defense and had a lot of success because sometimes when you get that... 
uh, title you know people don't try to even bother running against you because they're thinking look they're stout against the run why add that into our game plan well in advance because we're probably not going to get anywhere with it let's stay throw intensive but again that kind of plays into Aaron Rodgers hands too doesn't it I mean he can pick defenses apart when we look at what he did against the Giants we can see that he nullifies a defense you can be number one in anything and he's going to kill you but there's a few things that have changed since we were over in Lambo watching this game versus uh, the game that's coming up now Des Bryant is healthy and I don't think that's uh, something to be sniffed at but the way that we handle Odell Beckham I think that we can handle Des Bryant they're very similar in talent and I'd even stress and say that Des Bryant when you put Des Bryant and Odell Beckham and if they're both on fire I think Odell Beckham is harder um, to to put down you know I think Des Bryant can have his off days he can try to do too much as well for an offense which is what he did when that famous catch was happening you know, other changes are the fact that, you know, Dallas don't have that quarterback controversy anymore. Dak doesn't have that thing about Tony Romo's going to come in behind him. But again, I'd play that down as well, Ryan, because they might not have a controversy anymore because Romo rolled out and said, I give up. And Dak is seen as the, the kind of shining light. But wouldn't it be an interesting situation if Dak was starting to struggle, was dealing with nerves and they were behind? Do you think it's in the Dallas ethos at all? to get Dak off the field and put Romo on? Or do you think that if we start getting on top of these, that we're just going to beat them and that's it? I've actually watched a number of preview videos already for this game. Um, And there's a number of actual Dallas fans that have actually said they think that Romo should be the playoff quarterback because he gives them a better chance to win. Now, I don't agree. Dak's been there all season. He gives you the best chance to win because he's proved and he's been winning. So... And where's Romo's all his previous success? I, I can never get my head around people that think that Romo is this fantastic quarterback. Now, he's got a great story. He was, what was he, really late draft uh, draft pick or even undrafted or something. He was like either the seventh round or under, something, something like that. Hmm. So he's had a fantastic story to then come and be the franchise and the face of, of the Dallas Cowboys. And that's hmm. great. But I don't believe that he's a fantastic quarterback uh, and sort of the way in which people talk to him and spe- uh, talk of him and especially Cowboys fans is quite quite unbelievable for me so that gives you the best chance of winning now your actual question I'll, I'll get to that because I realised I didn't really didn't really answer you at all um, but your actual question do they pull him if things start to go wrong uh, I think you have to don't you if, if, if the, I don't see it going wrong I'll say that for, for starters I think he'll be just fine I hope we can disrupt him and I hope he can make some of those rookie areas that we, we hope he's going to make when the pressure's on. Um, however, if if he does start to be to have a bit of a nightmare, then you've got a great backup sat there on your bench and you'd be dumb not to use him because Romo, I think, Romo has been in the playoffs before, um, probably quite unlimited, but he has been there. Um, and so, yeah, I think they would do it. But I don't see Dak struggling. Yeah, and again, I I think as well that, and this is probably a dumb thing to say, and I don't know if it'd make a whole lot of sense, really, but I think if he's struggling, you kind of have to let him struggle, because look, there's no guarantee that if you put Romo on that he's going to turn it around, and on top of that, you don't want a, a case where you have a rookie quarterback, and this is your opportunity to get him playoff experience, and if he's that good, if he is as good as advertised and he's going to do well in his sophomore year, and you think he's going to go back to the playoffs, he needs playoff experience. You know, you can't... It's like a little kid who goes to school, but his mammy's standing at the back of the room. You know, you need to take away those safety wheels and say, 
you know, if you're doing poorly, you have to suffer and do poorly and see the game out. And if you lose and that's the Cowboy season over, I mean, how, what a bright future that it looks like that team have with, uh, you know, number one run defense. They've got the number one O-line in the league. Uh, they've got a, a great young quarterback there who makes very little mistakes. You have Ezekiel Elliott, who's a great running back. But I'm going to put it this way is that, and again, I know it's a Packers podcast and it, this is not particularly about the game, but the Cowboys are set up to have an absolutely crunchingly crash year next year, you know, because most of the time, uh, defensive coordinators don't know what they have with rookie quarterbacks if they don't make those typical rookie errors, which Dak isn't doing. It's very hard to catch them off guard and find out what their habits are because you don't have a whole lot of game tape to go on. It's the same with a rookie, co- a rookie running back, you know. But if anything happens to that O-line, and they get one injury and they can't break open the lanes like they can. That eliminates your run game. And then if defensive coordinators figure out how to scheme against that quarterback, I mean, you nullify two of their best players. So they're not guaranteed to get back to the playoffs. So I could see it either way happening in this game that they say, pull and put Roma win. We don't know when we're going to get this chance again because nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. Or leave him in, let him get this experience. Uh, especially if it looks like that you might lose either way. Because I don't think Romo's going to come in and save the day. You know, it's still uncertain. And as well as that, if you want to talk about rust, you know, being off for two weeks for Dak is bad. Being off for how many weeks for Romo from a real game, you know, could be even worse. But I don't know. I think we've maybe talked this game today, but this is my opinion and I'll sort of end my sort of analysis shy talk on this, right? Is I came out when we were going to play the Texans and I said, and I've said it before in a podcast a billion times, I did that piss take tweet and said, the Texans, I thought we already had a bye week. And I said from that point on, and one dude came back to me and said, hey, you can't say that because I was just like, shut your tits, all right? Just shut up, sit down and shut up. You know, if you're not going to support the team from here on in, this is do or die. Every game for the last seven weeks has been a playoff for us. So we were picking it apart and saying why we'd lose, why we'd win and the nuances. Whereas it's getting to the stage now is you sit on the couch, you get yourself a beer, you tell anybody who's not interested in the game to take a hike and you shout and scream at the top of your lungs and you get behind the team and you blindly follow as a fan. The weird responsibility that we have in running the group is is that we have to be sort of a vocal point and a focal point for fans that come in and you have to give this opinion and that opinion. I... I think we both agree unanimously on this, Ryan, don't we? That from here on out, you're not going to hear anything but positivity. When people were losing their minds uh, in the last game and saying, oh, I've got a bad feeling about this when we got off to a bad start, we didn't really want to entertain it. And we said, look, from here on out, it's 100% positivity. It's the Ryan Peacock style of supporting here. We're going to go hell for leather, ballsy, you know, balls of steel and say, Let's get behind the team and let's ride this thing right off the edge of the cliff and hopefully it ends up landing in Houston. As you know, there's nothing more that I'd have than balls to the wall yeah. confidence. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, okay. And uh, it made me laugh there. You said, uh, and then, uh, what was it you said? I'll stop my opinion or something. Did I? I'd never, ever known you to have your opinion stopped. <laughs> Unless I stop it myself. Yeah, it yeah. must have just been a slip up. But do you notice how angry you got there? It must be that 14 hour workday coming in again. Oh, no, yeah. It's a killer. And that's what? the thing. Uh, if what? anybody wants to employ me and uh, take me away and give me a job in media or maybe cleaning the Packers team's jock straps, by all means, uh, send me a tweet, a text, or a phone call. Send me a Skype. Do whatever you want to do. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, let's let's do, let's do it because this thing's killing me. But there we- there was me thinking that was a team thing then. I was just about to say, anybody out there that wants to give us guys a job, and then you just went and you sold yourself, forgot about me. 
Don't worry about it. Desperate times, desperate measures is all I'm saying. That's desperate right, times, yeah. desperate measures. Yeah, look, look if anyone wants to stick us on a radio show, by all means, the bailiff and primetime show, we're, we're available for hire. <laughs> Brilliant. Look, let's talk. Um, let's have some fan views because we've got some people tweeting us during the show. Um, we wanted to know what they were saying. Pretty open-ended. Oh, yeah. um, Sean, Sean McGrinder. Is he... Is he is he's he Irish, from the yeah. land of Ireland? He's a paddy. Yeah. He's a paddy. One of your Irish brothers. I'll tell you what, it's really exciting because obviously this thing started out as the UK Packers. Steve came on board. We quickly made it the UK and Irish Packers. Um, and slowly but surely now we are getting more and more and more Irish fans, aren't we? Mm. Oh, yeah. So all the fans over there in Ireland, obviously Steve's doing a great job representing you on, is it Sun- Sunshine? Oh, Jesus. Sunshine 106.8 on the morning, half nine of a Saturday morning. Get on there. And as well as that, Ryan, we've had a few people now really pay attention because they make me do this betting ACA at the end of the show, at the end of every show. And I like the that's Packers. Bad, that's bad news. You get that one wrong. People are saying, where's my money? Where's Steve? my cash? Yeah. And the thing where's is, it? though, I've ran the table. That's why you I've ran the table. I've ran the table. I've got I've got six ackers in a row. So if you were to have money on those ackers, you're probably going to earn yourself a pretty penny. But do listen in because I'm representing the the Packers on Irish Radio. So yeah, what's what's Sean McGrider saying to us, buddy? Well, yeah. So what he's saying is hopefully there's going to be some more great moments again this week because he has more neighbours to keep awake. <laughs> oh yes. I keep don't know if you remember his tweet last week, but he woke his neighbours' children up, let alone his own children. It's pretty rough. Um, We've got Graham on. He says, run the table, full of confidence, cannot wait for Sunday. Yep. So I think uh, sharing our view there. Uh, Barney says he feels there's more confidence about the team than maybe just before the Giants game. He said, but we're going to miss Geordie big time. Uh, another heart attack pack game. Yeah. It's always a heart attack pack game. From the moment it kicks off, it is unenjoyable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's we have... Too uh... hard. We have we have Stephen Sparks here. He's come in and just asked for an MCL update. I think we've given the MCL update in the fact that, and as well as that, he wants to know what you're drinking. Now you got a bit of flack on Twitter for this about the, I was sort of taking the piss saying WKD, and then we had Scotty Man come back right, and he was kissing his WKD saying what's wrong with that. There's there's so many things wrong with it, Scotty, that you'll have to listen to our What's Wrong with WKD podcast. It's gonna be out uh, in two years time. But Brian, it looks like you're drinking wine, but now I can't tell if it's just beer from a wine glass if maybe you didn't take out the stuff from the dishwasher and now you're just trying to be all sophisticated by drinking a front what is that it is a glass of sauvignon blanc my friend <laughs> i do you know what the prime time bailiff thing's starting to switch a bit i think you're getting too prime time here you know the further we get into the playoffs the more sort of fanciful this is becoming it is going to be champagne if i tell you what if we win this game the next drink on the podcast has to be champagne okay deal i will i will have a whole bottle of champagne and I'll drink the whole thing during the podcast. I tell you what, though, I do like I do like the suggestion of me doing a beer review podcast. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> You'd be and then essentially, I would just yeah. sit here drinking different beers sent in by our good listeners, and I can drink beer for free. Is that how it will work? Yeah, decent enough. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get free free beer from it, happy days. Uh, so, so yeah, we- anybody coming to the Super Bowl party? That's a great link. Anyone come to the Super Bowl party? Let's have a beer. Oh, get yeah. down there let's have a beer together so, and if, if you buy the tickets you get a free beer token uh, along with the do. tickets so that's good and we said it as well it's going to be the only Super Bowl party in the world people oh, yeah. in the world where myself and Steve Diddy are running the door yeah so, bouncers 
I, I, I rely on my uh, my toughness, you know, when it comes to... You have the sort of look about you, so you don't really have to have any talent in slapping people around the place. Whereas, you know, I think I have to, I had to gain that talent. As a young fella, I did Taekwondo. And I don't tell people what belt I was, because when you do, they start trying to fight you. But uh, we have a tweet in here from Jill B. Jill is uh, a regular listener to the podcast, I would say, all the time. She was at the last meet, was she, Ryan? And she says, yep. hoping for a quick and easy game, because she starts her new job on Monday morning and could do with a good night's sleep. Well, do you know what? It's 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 going to be a late game regardless, and I don't think it's going to be too easy, Jill. We apologize in advance on behalf of the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Uh let's face it being a Packers fan you just have to take the whole season being tired at work on Monday oh yeah it's just even if it's a six game usually you win you're so excited you end up laying awake all night anyway yeah so uh, no chance of an early night but no. we'll get the W so you'll be tired and happy yeah and actually you know we've tweets coming oh, in oh brilliant have you Did seen we... this now Scotty Mann's just starting <laughs> this is almost like live tweeting see if we were on a live radio show right now this would be awesome we could we could we could be going straight back at them <laughs> Brilliant. What's he talking about? Oh, let me let me bring it up here. I saw I saw the tweet come in. I want to know if Ryan wants wicked blue or wicked iron brew. Oh Jesus! I tell you what, for our good old Scotch friend George McHaggis, what's his name? McHaggis McStephen. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you might have heard him. He came on one of our podcasts a little while ago when we did some phone-ins. But uh, in his honour, I would do a WKD iron brew. Is that a thing? Is that actually well, a thing? Uh, I'm. Why wouldn't it be a thing? It if it like isn't it a thing, be. it should be a thing. <laughs> yeah, look, we're, we're creating inventions here on the podcast. But I think that's the end of the tweets, and it's probably the end of the podcast. As people have heard now about 10 times, it's a 14-hour workday for me, straight into the podcast studio, recording this thing. So, Ryan, not unless you have any some parting words, uh, words of advice, any type of beer review, updates on your injury, or... No, um, just one of my favourite beers at the minute is an Erdinger. Just, out, just putting that one out there. But... Um, main thing for me at the minute is guys it really is close now to Super Bowl party time look hopefully the Packers are there I'm pretty sure they're going to be um, you can't run the table unless you win the Super Bowl can you really you have to win them all so I'm sure we'll be there if we're not there though we're still going to have a great great Super Bowl party it's in London it's literally a five minutes walk from Euston Station at Bruins- Bloomsbury Lanes yeah um, the hotels to be fair there's still hotel rooms available in in the local area for around about 60 to 70 pounds yeah if you're twinning up with a friend it's even cheaper the beers are a good price in there you get a free beer when you come in check our tweets um we're going to put out the links for the event over on facebook you can find it there you can buy the tickets there and we will do the direct link for the tickets as well um also the biggest thing even bigger than the super bowl itself believe it or not is the fact that every year we play the Kansas City Chiefs uh, group, the Arrowheads abroad. Mm -hmm. And the first two years we've played, we've been very British about it, and we've had two ties. Yeah. So we need a W this year. So basically get down, offer your services. If you're out there and you play American football and you're a Packers fan, we want you because we want to win this year. Yeah, and to all the people who are sort of thinking that this Super Bowl meetup is about flag and the party, the flag is free. It's done in Regent's Park. You can come along. You don't have to play. You can watch. And it's got nothing to do really with the Super Bowl party. The Super Bowl party is the Gridiron Super Bowl party that, you know, we've been asked to host, uh, which is a pretty big deal. So we'll be there. You can buy tickets to that, I think. What are they, Ryan? A tenner? Ten quid? It's a tenner. And yeah, that's the, I, I should, really should have mentioned that. It's, it's, it's obviously Gridiron, the magazine. It's their party. We're hosting it for them. 
Um, it's ten pound ticket. You get a free beer when you come in. You get a free copy of the Gridiron magazine as well. Um, there's loads of other stuff going on. There's competitions. There's it's it's all going on, is it? And you can try if you want to eat what is possibly the biggest pizza I've ever seen out of their restaurant. Yeah, which Ryan ate and then was hungry straight after. And as well as that, the the Packers uh, fan group, the UK Packers, us, we're going to have a little area that we're going to have. For, so you know you're you know you're going to get a good seat. But um, look, we'll we'll end it there. So from myself at NFL on Twitter, give me a follow from the group at UK Packers, and from me old buddy, me old pal at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's go pack go and goodbye for now. Drink responsibly. <laughs>